Real Life presents the Jack Hibbs Podcast with intention and boldness to proclaim truth, equip the saints, and impact our culture. There comes a monumental moment in every one of our lives. Most of them, by the way, are terrifying. The monumental moment. Sometimes when things are defined, when, when a moment is before you and you, you are compelled to do something that is beyond you, or there's an issue in front of you, and you look around and you say things like this, somebody's gotta do something, somebody's gotta do something. And then there's almost like a tap on your back and God is saying, it's why I have you right here right now. It's you, you're to do this. You can get the outlines of this podcast by going to jackhibbs.com slash podcast. Today, if this podcast lifts you up and encourages you to live a more fulfilled life in Christ, then make sure you leave us one of those five-star ratings. To us, that's like saying amen or yes. Then that rating will encourage others to listen. Now open your hearts to what God's Word has to say to you. Here is Jack Hibbs. Can God revive America? I don't know. When it comes to our government, I don't see a difference anymore between our parties. They're all on the same team. The only problem is, what team? At this hour, we have people in this country that have now been discovered to be a military, paramilitary army that that have made it across our southern borders. Men identified, men skilled at warfare, men not of this country, but have come here for mischief. What's going on? Unless God intervenes, we will find out. Unless God intervenes, we'll soon know. But this is not the country I grew up in. But I believe that God will hear from heaven one one decision to memorialize today in our lives to God and to dedicate our faith to him and our nation to him. You know, God spared Nineveh. We're pretty bad as a country. But if you study the history of Nineveh, you think Adolf Hitler invented some bad stuff regarding the Jews? Did you know that Hitler's people studied what the Ninevites did to the Jews, which is how they figured out how to get skin and make furniture? That was not not Hitler. Hitler got that from Nineveh. Did you know that? There's been worse nations, but God spared one for a generation because they turned back to God or they turned to God at all and that was the Ninevites but what's it going to take we must be a people that are thankful to God and it's obviously it's time that we throw off the yoke of ease it's not a sin to have ease God's blessed us but it's, it's time for us to do what a good friend of mine said He's, he immigrated here from another country and he said you know He said, what you learn in the country I came from is, you learn how to suffer. He said, as Americans, we need to learn how to suffer. I want you to hear from a man who stood for what he believed in. Everybody hated him. A man, when he was running for president, his opponent yelled at him and said, I believe you're two-faced. And he turned and he said, friend, if I had another face, do you think I'd be wearing the one I'm wearing right now? 
That was Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> and what he believed in cost him his life. Have you been to the Lincoln Memorial? Have you stood there before the giant of a man that's in marble? And have you stood before that incredible altar? It's actually set up to be as like a Greek altar. And on each side, the second inaugural address by Lincoln and the Gettysburg Address on the other side, and both of them flanked Lincoln sitting in that incredible chair. By the way, his arms are rested on two books or what they believe to be the Ten Commandments or others have speculated the New and the Old Testament. We don't know. But what he believed cost him his life. Did you know what his final words were? Have you been to the Ford Theater? You can still see his clothing. There's blood still there. It's preserved, his blood. Did you know what he told Mary? His last words to Mary, his wife, he said, Mary, I want to walk on the streets of Jerusalem. And Lincoln was shot dead. He's memorialized forever. Uh, frankly, if you study about his life and how he came to his end, he believed that black and white should live together and experience the same exact freedoms, that there should be no difference. And that it came from the Bible. I had an awesome opportunity, Lisa and I, to be in President Harrison's house. And in that president's home, we went to uh, the, uh, I forget what room it is, but they called it the Lincoln Bible Room. And in that room, from floor to ceiling, as it surrounded a fireplace, was all of Lincoln's Bibles. Lincoln would read the Bible and write them up and write them up, and then, and then they would be filed away. He'd get a new Bible, write them up, write them up, and put it away, and the wall was filled with Bibles. And uh, remarkable. You don't often hear about that. But what he believed in cost him his life. And as a Christian, that's the call to duty as a believer. That's, that's nothing for us. According to the scripture, Jesus said, if you die believing in me, yet shall you live. It's absolutely amazing. But listen, it's also this, you guys, is the fact that the message of the memorial is what's important. What's the message? The Bible tells us that in numerous accounts throughout the Bible, throughout the Old Testament specifically, that something would take place and then they would be announced, this is what it means. And the scriptures would be then given to pass this on to the next generation. In Joshua chapter 4, verse 17, the Bible tells us, Then the priest who bore the ark of the covenant of the Lord stood firm on dry ground in the midst of the Jordan, that's the Jordan River, and all Israel crossed over on dry ground until the people had crossed over completely over the Jordan. Memorials and the message, it's not just a memorial. Lincoln speaks beyond the grave, so to speak. You go to the Jordan River, and you don't look at the water today when we take our Israel tours. You think about what happened here, the message of what this stands for. When you stand at the foot of the Washington Monument, you don't think about the stone. You don't think about, you think about Washington. 
If you know him, by the way, every American should know him. There's volumes for you to get to know him. Oh, one of my favorites. We'll go together sometime in, in our next, when we schedule again a heritage tour. When we stand there at the Jefferson Memorial and the four panels that are surrounding Thomas Jefferson, written from his hands, these engraved in stone, are all of these remarkable statements that we've come to grow up in love, and every one of them reference God. But our world would not have you know that now. That would be scrubbed right out of our woke education today. How long will it take this nation once it divorces itself from God to even erase granite? I don't want to see that. But a memorial is speaking. It's always speaking. And we would think about this as well. What do we do about it? God's Bible's real. It's not a storybook. Will God come down again in power? I'm asking him. Are you willing to ask him? God, will you come down again in power? If you and I wake up tomorrow morning, God, will you come down in power? Why not? Are we not weak? Do we not need his power? Don't we qualify? I believe, I believe we, we do. We qualify beautifully. So what do we do about it? We lean upon God. Everybody's been watching the news. We've been watching the Great Reset. Those of you who have the slightest retirement, now we see our governments attacking the 401k that you have, going after your, uh, listen, city, county, state employees. Look what the government in Washington's starting to target your retirement. Look what's coming. Look what's happening. You say, well, I thought that was untouchable. You thought wrong. What's happening? And that can make you unnerved. Or, this is what you can do about it. Lord, your Bible anticipated such days. Job said it, oldest book in the Bible, Job. Naked I have come into this world, and naked I'll leave. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Yeah. Right? None of us are going to be taking our stuff with us into heaven. <laughs> we also know this, that the message of a memorial is that it speaks out. We need to speak out and we need to speak up, people. We see a lot of things going on in our culture that you can no longer turn a blind eye to. Our nation's under attack and every, from every angle. But there are things, people, that we need to stand. The Bible says in Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 6, And these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children. Isn't that a beautiful thing? Imagine following around, chasing your kids all day, telling them stuff about God. And, and shall talk of them when you sit down in your house and when you walk by the way. <laughs> when you lie down, Bible. Hey, hey, Junior, listen to this. Do you know what Joshua did? Do you know what Deborah did? Wow. And when you rise up, you shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates. What? The great things that God has done. And then finally, we end with this, the makings of a memorial. I hope you leave with the desire to do this in your life. Who are you? What has God given you 
jurisdiction over? What is within your reach? The Bible tells us those who compare themselves with others are not wise. Have you noticed that? Have you ever heard of that term, keeping up with the Joneses? That's a really stupid thing to do. I know it's a huge temptation, but don't do it. It ends in destruction. Listen, if your friend has got a gold-plated lawnmower, that doesn't mean you need a gold-plated lawnmower. That's his stupidity, not yours. Okay? But find out what God wants you to do with your life, and then do it with all of your heart. And when somebody says to you, my, that's amazing, you can say something to the effect, God's been good to me. That's all you need to do. And the door begins to open. (laughs) So quickly, it's this. There comes a monumental moment in every one of our lives. Most of them, by the way, are terrifying. The monumental moment. Sometimes when things are defined, when, when a moment is before you and you, you are compelled to do something that is beyond you. Or there's an issue in front of you and you look around and you say things like this, somebody's got to do something, somebody's got to do something. <laughs> and then there's almost like a tap on your back and God is saying, <clears throat> it's why I have you right here right now. It's you. You're to do this. But don't look around to compare yourself with others. God says, don't do that. We should encourage every single one of us. You know? And also regarding the dedication of the memorial is because when we stand there at a Jefferson or at a Lincoln, or how about this, my favorite in Washington, D.C., is the World War II memorial. It's absolutely stunning. If you've never seen it, you got to go. First time I ever arrived there, I just was looking at the incredible layout of it all. It was just so spectacular. And then I looked around and I saw Japanese crying. And I thought, wow. And then I saw a group of Italians crying. And some French. You see people from all over the world will gravitate to the World War II memorial. And on one side, it's all the battles and all of the commitments of the Atlantic Theater, it says. And on the other side, the same regarding the Pacific Theater of war. But today, our kids are learning that America's ugly, mean, racist. Just for the record, I want to announce that those are a bunch of bizarre, strange, communist, certainly liars, who either know the truth and they're hiding it, or they have an evil agenda. You can come to this country, and I've got friends that came here with nothing, and they're multimillionaires. They created a business out of 20 bucks. They've employed thousands of people. Oh, listen. This nation, we should stand, we should pray, we should vote, we should take care of our neighbors, we should show the love of Jesus. But let's know this, that memorials, when you stand at a memorial, it's to remind you of something great. And when you stand there before the Washington or the Jefferson, you are reminded. You don't talk to it, by the way. You don't 
you don't do that. And when I looked at the World War II memorial, I was so moved. And then I kept walking, and I went to the strangest-looking memorial we have as a country. It's at ground level. You start walking, and, then, and it starts to happen to you. And it's a stone, ice-cold, black marble wall. It's the Vietnam War Memorial. And it was the only one I saw. I never saw somebody standing in front of Jefferson saying, thank you, Thomas. It was awesome. Which, I didn't, there's nobody talking to George Washington at Mount Vernon. But when you go to the Vietnam War Memorial, there's people leaning on the wall. They're crying. They're, call, they're speaking to their uncles and brothers and sisters. It's amazing. The expense of freedom the cost of it all, and make no mistake about it. If we were as bad as people are saying that we are, by the way, people don't say we're bad outside this country. You know that? You got to get outside this country. People want America to do well. It's only inside where a bunch of petulant brats are complaining about what they have. And I, and I got to tell you... I have to tell you that um, from 1945 on, if America was such a bad country, did you know that nobody could have stopped us from conquering the entire world? You know that? You understand that? We were the only atomic power on the face of the earth. You think anybody was gonna rise up after we decimated Japan? We were feared. How many other countries did we take? How come you and I don't live in France right now? That's a nice place. How come we, how, why, why don't we have the freedom to go live in China right now? Hey, how come we don't live in Germany right now? You know why? Because we're not occupiers, we're liberators. We're not a conquering nation. This Jack Hibbs podcast, as well as all the broadcast outreach opportunities, are listener-supported. Will you consider partnering with us through a special gift? Go to jackhibbs.com to learn more and stay connected.